Ludwig Sinitz, the founder of our company, left us with a mission. To focus on people, their learning and growing. In the Mindtastic podcast, we want to explore what learning and growing means at TGW Logistics Group. And since we believe that everyone is naturally curious and wants to learn from others, we are here to support that journey. The show is hosted by Tina, your average, curious, passionate TGW employee. That's me. Hi, everyone. Listen to the trailer if you're new to the show and want to know what to expect. Or join Tina on her journey of lifelong learning, because curiosity never stops. And neither do we. I've waited so many episodes to start this one off with Hello World. Simon, Sebastian, would you mind explaining why this is an appropriate way to start an episode about software development? Yeah, hi. Uh, well, thanks for the, for the nice invitation. Um, yes, I guess, uh, true, it's a good way to start because Hello World is basically... Uh, the first code you will ever see as a developer when you start uh, programming a new language. And it's basically there to to learn the first steps within this new language. So I guess it's a good start because, um, yeah, recording a podcast is also new to us all. Oh, nice. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hello uh, from my side either. Um, yeah, I can totally agree with uh, what Simon said, so... Perfect way to start. Oh, nice. Well, thanks for the explanation. Matea, our Mindtastic Summer intern, is here with us too. Hi, Matea. Hi. Matea, do you know what programming is? Well, a friend of mine has worked as a programmer or wants to be a programmer at least. But yeah, I don't really know that much about programming. So I hope you too can teach me more about it. For sure. When it comes to programming, the task is to take problems, uh, think them through logically and describe them in a writing, uh, in a language that a computer understands. Yeah. At the end, it's basically about writing procedures, writing processes, uh, in a computer understandable language, uh, which has been executed in on a computer and makes life easier. Hopefully. You are both software developer at TGW. Would you agree that the job title software developer is not the most useful description of your role or the most helpful term, considering how diverse the work is and how much it can vary from one software developer to another? Yeah, I would uh, definitely agree. Um, even among uh, colleagues, Uh, there are quite different uh, ways we work. And uh, also there are different requirements for different applications. So for them, you need different expertise in other fields, for example. So in any case, it's very diverse. I would say basically it fits because software development is, is like a craft. So when you think about a bricklayer, A bricklayer can build a wall, whether for a building, for a house or a garage. And this is similar to us because we can write programs and software and what the programs can do exactly. So the details, the semantics is very dependent on the 
respective area of the application, the company or its field of activi activity. Oh, I see. That makes sense. That's a nice explanation, actually. Uh, is there something that unites all software developer? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, as a software developer, I get requirements about the functions a program should be able to execute. And then I'm providing them by programming them. Basically, we all, all software developers, work on source code. And also, I think we all have a similar way of thinking, uh, which should be very logical. Um, so also the source code follows uh, the logical rules. I agree with Sebastian. And let me add a few things. So since logical thinking is the most important skill of all the developers, I guess software development is open for everyone and independent from its basic education, its profession. So feel free and start developing software. That's nice. Like the invitation to go ahead, learn it. Everybody can do it. And that's what That's a nice way of thinking about it, saying that's something that unites all software developers. You can start wherever and learn it whenever. It's a really nice perspective. What exactly are you doing at TGW? What are your responsibilities? Yeah, to be honest, it's, it's quite hard to define exactly because I'm positioned in a very wide area of software development and also uh, concept development. So I'm doing a lot of process consulting, technical consulting for our TGW software products, uh, which are used in our projects. So overall, I guess I'm about 20 to 25% programming and the rest is a lot of management and technical consulting. But um, let me say it in a different way, software development There, is, there are two parts of, of software development. So there's the software engineering and the software development. So um, I'm quite in the middle of both. And as an example, so in, uh, about software engineering, you are more focused of, uh, on um, general logic, on solution finding and uh, main concepts. Uh, whilst when you're a developer, you are more on the operative side, so you're implement, implementing and coding stuff. And I'm basically in the middle of both. So it's quite similar for me, but uh, I would say with a higher percentage of developing uh, code. So there's also some concepts made or uh, some support for engineering of software, but uh, it's a higher percentage um, of coding for me. And uh, when I tell people Uh, about what I do at TGW, they often say that they don't know much about it. And then I tell them that I do, for example, um, the visualization uh, software for an uh, intralogistic plant. And that this means you can see if, for example, one uh, motor breaks down, um, the software displays this in the control center of the plant. And then the technicians can react to it, for example. So you develop software for automated warehouses, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So for me, what, what helps um, to describe what we are doing in terms of automated warehouses, I often use to say, um, 
Let's think about you have ever ordered something from an online shop or from somewhere else and you you haven't think about how how the items, the articles you have ordered are shipped to you. And once you order them, they might probably run through a software that have I or we programmed. And then most of the people are quite interested in. And yeah, that's how you can start to describe it. But overall, um, more and more people are, are having something to do with IT systems. So it's getting more simpler to, to explain what software is about and what software is able to do today and to, to make your life more easier. I like how you shed some light on something everybody uses. Everybody orders online, everybody shops somewhere and gets packages delivered. But as you said, it's often hidden to us what happens from ordering until it's on my doorstep. And you both think a lot about how to make these processes happen and how to make them smooth and run smoothly with software. How did you become software developers and what would you recommend if someone was interested in starting out in software development? Um, to be honest, it was quite an interesting journey because I started doing a dual study program in TGW in 2011, rather by chance, because I had no expectations on what is the field of interlogistics doing. And I just applied and then I, yeah, started to doing my study and my apprenticeship in parallel. Um, but honestly, I was quite surprised because it was a very exciting start um, and it it's still exciting. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you, Sebastian? So I also did my training directly at TGW. Um, the first tiny steps towards programming for me were at school, like for most people working in IT nowadays, I think. Then in between, I had kind of an interesting branch of education um, I took after that. So I studied biochemistry, but uh, in a bioinformatics course, um, I saw that working in IT is quite a, a good way of life, I would say. And uh, so <laughs> this led my way back to IT. And um, this is also a, a thing I found uh, between or amongst my, my colleagues. So a lot of them did actually something different. Uh, like Simon said before, um, it is perfectly possible to to switch into programming because the, the most needed skill is the logical thinking. And uh, this is uh, learned by a lot of professions. So yeah, the basics are very commonly spread, I would say. And then with practice, you, you can master programming, even if you did not choose the direct path into IT. Because practice makes perfect. And that's a good leeway to a question I'd like to ask you, because since programming languages are also called languages, I wonder, are they really like other languages, especially when it comes to, I say, learning? How about vocabulary, structures and so on? Um, I find that uh, learning is basically much more easier when you're interested in. So, and 
What's true for other languages, like English, Spanish, is also true for programming languages. If you know one and the basics of programming, it becomes much more easier to learn others very quickly. Um, overall, what's different is, is that you do not need to learn that much vocabulary. With programming languages, you have quite um, a small set of comments, but there are more grammar rules, so semantic rules you need to know. And honestly, I've never learned languages quite easily, but programming languages I pick up rather quickly. It's the same for me. Um, I also think learning programming languages is much easier than learning any foreign language. And as I said before, Tina, uh, practice makes perfect. So with time and practice, you, I think everybody can master programming languages. There's something I would like to ask. What other skills do you need to deliver good software and to have fun while doing that? Well, for me, it's fun because I always liked solving logic puzzles uh, since I, I was a kid. And for me, it feels like I'm doing that as a job right now. So it's quite uh, yeah, a perfect fit for me, I think. And as we mentioned before, uh, logical thinking is important. So that's one skill for sure. Um, but as we also said, I, th I think we all agree. Everybody can learn that. And what else is important, and that might be a bit uh, surprising, that uh, yeah, social skills and uh, empathy is is needed because you talk a lot to uh, the people. They say you what requirements are there for your application, and you have to listen to them well and ask the right questions so you yeah, truly understand what they need and then be able to program what they need. So for me, programming is basically fun because it's like playing Lego for adults on a computer. So you can write code, uh, which makes possible for goods to move around the warehouse. And that reminds me a lot of playing Lego as a child. So it's basically really cool that you can program and writing a code and then you directly see things moving around in the real world. And yeah. I want to follow up with the thing about communication and social skills, because there is a cliche that developers are, I don't know, nerdy people who lack social skills. How do you feel about that, about that cliche? Oh, that's that's hard uh, thing to answer because, I mean, I've been in software development for over 10 years and I've been on, on, on university. And if this ever has been true, it has definitely changed. So in my opinion, um, successful communication is essential in any job. And as well as in, in software development, you need to be able to cooperate with your colleagues in order to make the products work in the end. Yeah, so I would totally agree with Simon. Uh, all my, my colleagues, uh, we are having a lot of chats, conversations about uh, the programming you do. And uh, 
yeah, it's quite fun to work with them and very, very good teamwork, I would say. So this is there. Uh, also, of course, you have a, a broad spectrum of personalities in every job, uh, also in software development. Um, but yeah, I think, as I said, um, this cliche is, I think, not true uh, overall. And also, uh, there's always the possibility to learn from each other in a team. And that applies to the fantastic goal of learning and growing. So Nice. Yes, I like how you uh, connected that to Mindtastic. Mm, I'm curious, what does your average workday look like then? So uh, for me, I usually start around half past eight. And uh, we start with a team stand-up meeting. So first brief talk uh, about who is working on what, uh, maybe where can we help each other. And uh, so it's just for making sure communication team is uh, well and we can support each other if needed. And um, then the core work starts uh, solving problems and programming. And yeah, as mentioned before, then often a uh, lot of conversations about coordination, uh, getting feedback, support each other. Yeah, that's quite it. For me, it's uh, also a lot of communication which is taking place and uh, a lot of technical discussions and chats with colleagues. Um, we, In between, we are supporting each other as a team and developing concepts and writing code together. Um, what is very important for me is my sporty lunch break. Um, no matter whether I'm going for a short run or diving into the swimming pool, it's for me a very important part of the day and makes me doing a great job in the afternoon after. Yeah, so you find your balance sitting in front of the PC, talking a lot, going from one meeting to another, but then still being on the move uh, and doing sports. Yeah, true. Okay, um, I want to do a summary of what I've learned today. And I think some of the highlights are that you pointed out how much communication Empathy, listening to what other people need is actually part of your job. I don't think I was aware that that's such a huge part for you and such a part of what makes you successful at work. So I assume that might be surprising to other people too. I also like how you pointed out that you do a job that most people are not aware affects everybody indirectly because we all order online and you are part of what makes that ordering smooth. So I like your contribution. Thank you for making my goods come to my doorstep and being part of that. And I also love how you emphasized a lot that logical thinking is the key to programming. It kind of takes the mystery away because often I feel like people are like well programming is something I don't understand I don't know what they're doing exactly and like when it comes down to the basics it's logical thinking it's solving puzzles it's writing out problems step by step I found that really insightful so thanks for sharing and now you know we always finish the podcast with a final round of questions But today, it's not me asking them, it's you, Matea. Go ahead. So, um, are you ready? 
Yes. Let's go. What phrase do you find yourself typing most? Um, basically, it's quite easy as it is. It's TGW. <laughs> That's a, that's a good answer. Uh, for me, I would say it's to do because you think I have to do that and that and that. And. Okay. What's a silly work mistake you made and what did you learn from it? For me, it's, I don't know, but I think thinking, not doing mistakes. Quite, quite an answer. Oh, wow. It took a second for me. I was like, wait, what's he saying there? But now I got it. You're like saying, don't think too long, just start and trial and error. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's such a good answer. That hits on different levels. <laughs> that's clever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a part, a part of Simon's answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, it's a much more practical one. Um, in the first week of uh, the apprenticeship or something, uh, I... Yeah, mistyped my my shortcuts and printed the the training program uh, of a few uh, pages, and yeah, I was devastated the first week or something uh, printing ten or something copies of <laughs> of the program so uh, unnecessarily. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> quite a learning for me that it's okay to to make some mistakes. Wait, you printed out source code, right? Yeah, sure. So it's not very helpful in, in the everyday life, uh, printed out source code. So, What did you do with it? Did you put it up on the wall or something? No, no, I think I, I used it for notes. <laughs> oh, good one. Sustainable. <laughs> so next question. What's a software developer term more people should know? So for me, uh, it would be rubber ducking. Uh, this means uh, you maybe call a colleague and tell him a problem. You you have a hard time uh, finding the solution for it, and whilst explaining uh, the problem to the colleague, you you think ah that's on me, uh, and you you uh, suddenly so the solution appears <laughs> to you, and uh, <laughs> it's called rubber ducking because um, in in textbooks for um, programming, it often is, is said that maybe if you can't find a solution, uh, you should explain it to a rubber duck and uh, then you might find the answer. Let me spread some love because my term is KISS. Ooh. And KISS stands for Keep It Simple Stupid. And it's basically about always trying to get the most easiest way to solve a problem and not thinking about doing it as complicated as it is. So um, divide and conquer, making it the most easiest way and you will be at the goal. That's a nice one too. I actually know KISS. I use it in trainings or for facilitation of workshop as keep it short and simple. I don't want to say stupid in workshops, so I could say keep it short and simple. But I think it's the same message. And I think exactly. it applies to a lot of areas in life where it's like, can you keep it shorter and simpler? And doesn't that make it easier for everybody? Yeah, oh, such, such good takeaways, I think, today. Well... Sadly, it's time to say goodbye. Do you have any famous last words to say goodbye to our listeners? Uh, let's say Servus und macht's es gut. 
So the most famous words in Bavaria to say goodbye and have a good one. There are some words for goodbye in Bavaria, so I, I keep it with Abadieri. <laughs> this podcast is produced by Mantastic. As the Global Learning and Development Department at TGW Logistics Group, we care about making learning an experience. If you found this episode valuable, share it with colleagues and friends and give us a review. We'd love to hear feedback. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on further episodes. To connect with us, drop us a message at mindtastic at tgw-group.com You can also check out our show notes for more information. Tina, any last words? Until next time, keep learning and growing.